Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Culture Pastor, where we look at movies, music, comics, and more from the perspective of faith. This is your self-proclaimed pop culture pastor, Chris Perry. Today we're doing something a little bit different. Didn't have time to get together a whole new episode, so we're going to do something that I may come back to, depending how future weeks go as well. We're going to call these pop culture homilies. For those that aren't familiar with that term, homily just means short sermon. So I'm going to take a biblical passage and then uh, apply that to something that I've been enjoying in the pop culture world. So our text today comes from Exodus chapter 3. It says, Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. So obviously this is the beginning of the Exodus story. We've kind of had a prologue of Moses' birth and him living in Egypt and then having to flee after he kills someone. This is where he first actually encounters the Lord, and that sets him on the path to freeing his people. So we're not getting into all of that. What I want to focus on today is what makes a difference for Moses in this moment. You know, he's been out working as a shepherd for years now, and he has this unique experience where he sees a burning bush, and the bush is on fire, yet it's not burning up. Now, you don't have to be like a pyromaniac to think that fire is kind of cool to look at, but I think the way we're meant to read this story, what, what I see in it is there's something in Moses that makes him stop to see what's going on, right? When he says, I must turn aside and see this sight. It points to a willingness to be amazed, to have a sense of wonder and awe at the world around you. So often we're lacking that and everything about life just seems the same as always. And we just go through with our heads down, going about our business and we lose the ability to be surprised But Moses, because he's willing to turn aside, he encounters God. And I think it's the same for us, that if we're going to have some sort of experience of the divine, it often comes through our openness to wonder and something new. You know, I think of this because the the game that I've been spending a lot of time in recently, as you probably heard me mention at the end of the last episode, is the new Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And I could go on for a long time about why this is a great game and Breath of the Wild before it, why it was so amazing, or really the whole series uh, going all the way back almost 40 years ago, uh, that there's some draw to it and so much of it comes down to the same idea of there's always something new and exciting to explore. Now, there are plenty of open world games now if, if you play a lot of those. And, and some of them, almost as open as they are, as many things as there are to do, they kind of become boring because it's like, all right, now I just got to go check this thing off the list, and it, it just feels like work. 
And yet what I love about Tears of the Kingdom, like Breath of the Wild before it, is you can always find something new, right? The best parts of that game are when you have a plan, I'm going to go over here and do this thing, but then you see something off in the distance, and you go track it down, and it ends up opening up this whole other world that you wouldn't have experienced if you were just stuck on doing what you're meant to do. I think that's why it's such a a well-designed game is that it doesn't hold your hand and just lead you down these rote paths. You can play it that way. And, you know, if you want to not be surprised, you can go on the internet and look up answers to, you know, where to go next. You can find solutions to all of the puzzles. I know some people play it that way. I'm not going to judge, I guess. But to me, it's so important that that, that sense of wonder, that, that excitement is what is key to the game. Now, sometimes it is frustrating. Sometimes you get stuck on a puzzle and you just feel like the biggest idiot in the world. But when you feel that and then you do figure out what you're meant to do, you come up with a creative solution because one of the things that makes Tears of the Kingdom great is it tends to not just be one way to solve some of these puzzles. Uh, that, that is such a, a visceral reaction. And you know, the little sound effect is also a good dopamine hit. And you know, I think it's not too much of a stretch to say that it's similar with God, that if, if you come to faith expecting, I'm going to figure everything out, and I want easy answers, and I don't want any mystery, I just want you to tell me the way things are, it's not that fulfilling. What I've found is the further I get deeper in is that the more I'm willing to be surprised, the more that I'm open to awe and wonder, that is where I experience God. And sometimes it is frustrating that I don't have the answers, that I don't know why things are the way that they are, that, you know, it used to seem so simple and now it's not. But if you push through that frustration with God, I think we have a similar sort of experience, that we do find God when we are open to not knowing the answer right away, when we are open to wonder. You know, it's kind of ironic that, you know, I'm getting so much joy out of this game that is, you know, it's me sitting playing on a screen, but I'm doing something where I'm exploring the outdoors instead of just doing that in real life. And there's room for both. But it really is when you go out and look in nature, I think, that you do most often experience that sense of awe and wonder. Look at the birds, Jesus says. I mean, well, Jesus, there's, there's a ton of birds. Who cares? I've seen, I've seen a robin. I've seen a duck. You can have that attitude, and yet you can also look at them deeply, as I think Christ calls us to, with, with the same attitude that Moses had toward this bush of, no, I need to turn aside. I need to stop and look at the birds, consider the lilies, and see the beauty that so often goes unnoticed. You know, I think this is one of the things that's great about kids, and I think that's relevant because when you think about video games, you think of that often as something for kids, but kids are so open to that sense of wonder. My, my five-year-old daughter is, is great at this, that she just always notices the little tiny wildflowers that you know, I would just walk right by or, or mow over. She can see that beauty because she's not, she hasn't learned this adultish kind of skill of just moving on and focusing on what quote-unquote matters. That sense of wonder, 
whether it's in a video game, whether it's with nature, whether it's something else having to do with the world that our Creator has given us, if we're open to that, that is where we experience something real. We experience wonder. So where are you seeing this in your pop culture world right now? You know, maybe you're a gamer, maybe not. I would certainly recommend getting a Switch and getting Tears of the Kingdom if you haven't gotten into that yet. But I mean, this it applies in so many ways. There are so many shows and movies, especially the kind of like made by algorithm streaming movies that I've complained about a few times on this show where there is no sense of wonder. There's no sense of surprise. It's just kind of giving you exactly what you expect. And I know there are times when that that is what you kind of need. And there's certainly a place for revisiting shows and games and movies that we've seen a million times. Even though, I mean, I've watched The Simpsons who knows how many times, and yet I still seem to be surprised or find joy and wonder in that somehow. But the things that I think we would all agree that touch us the most are the ones that surprise us, whether that's with a creative plot or absurd humor. Um, Another example of something I'm enjoying right now is the third season of the show I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. This is on Netflix, kind of a sketch comedy show. Man, this thing is bizarre, but what what works about it, why I am, am so engaged in it is the way it can surprise you, even after a few seasons, and you think you kind of know the way these sketches are going to go. It, it seems to continually play with this formula. And so, you know, I know it's not for everyone. Some people might find it too weird or annoying, but I think you should leave. Uh, is also a show that you kind of have to turn aside and see to try and figure out what's going on there and, and find the humor in that. So what is it for you? Where do you find a sense of awe and wonder in the pop culture that you enjoy? And where can you see that that's really what we're always all looking for? That is where we might even experience God. Well, this concludes our first pop culture homily on Exodus 3, Tears of the Kingdom, and I Think You Should Leave. Thanks for joining us today. Pop Culture Pastor, as always, is produced by me. Our theme music is Be Thou My Vision from the 8-Bit Hymnal by Mr. Tyler Larson. show comes out every other Thursday on your preferred podcast platform. And Lord willing, we will have a full episode in a couple of weeks. But until then, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Pop Culture Pastor for more. You're now dismissed. Go in peace.